Hi there and welcome to the Accepted Authority podcast. My name is Greg Roeworth and each week on the Accepted Authority podcast, we talk about the challenges of growing a consultancy practice and specifically we focus on the strategy of positioning yourself as the authority in the market because by being the authority in the market, you automatically attract the attention of your ideal clients. In today's episode, I want to talk about how to actually be attractive to your ideal clients. So by the end of this episode, I want to show you the three elements of being an attractive proposition to your ideal clients and in a way that they automatically respond to your messages and automatically seek you out to be the firm that solves their problems. So let's dig in to those three elements. And well, before we do that, let me just frame the, the problem around client attraction that I see most consultants struggling with. And that is that most consultants are doing things to try to attract their ideal clients. They are looking at social media, for example, and what they can post on social media to attract their ideal clients. They're doing webinars, they're doing seminars, they're doing um, podcasts like this one. And none of these things are wrong in themselves. You know, they're very vital elements. However, where the doing of those activities really is ineffective is when there's a lack of alignment in other aspects of the business. Now, that's where I talk about how to be attractive to your ideal clients because if you're doing things to try to attract them, you don't you don't really focus on the right things that will attract them. We're doing things that we think will work. We're doing the tactical things that we're told will work uh, to attract our ideal clients. However, when we're doing things to try to attract them, we're forgetting the fundamental element of doing what it takes to be attractive. Now, that is more about a state of being than a state of doing. We can do lots of things to try to attract people, but if we as an organization, as a firm, are not attractive, we're actually potentially repelling our ideal clients with everything we do. If what we say rates against their values, if what we say doesn't appeal to their sensitivities, all of the activities we do are potentially repelling our ideal clients instead of attracting them. So before we try any of those tactics, and again, none of those tactics are wrong, it is about where we're coming from and how attractive we are first to use those tools then to extend our attraction. So those attraction mechanisms need to be in alignment with 
who we are as a firm, who our clients are, and what is the message that we're putting out to them. So those are the three attraction elements that I want to talk about today. And the first is who we are as a firm. Now, when I look at your websites, I see a lot of websites that say, here's who we are, here's what we do. And that's well and good, but that is not really who you are as a firm. What I'm seeing on those sort of websites is these are the things that we do as a firm and these are the the services we offer and here's our experience, here's our credentials, here's what we've got to show as proof that we can do what we say we can do. That is not who we are as a firm because who we are as a firm is a much bigger proposition than that. That is a very surface level indication of what we can do, but it is nowhere near a message about who we are that conveys what we can do. Now, when I talk about who we are as a firm, the fundamental elements of that is, first of all, what is our purpose? What do we stand for? What do we stand against? Why are we in existence as a firm? Those are the things that will align who we are with our ideal clients, not our services, not our credentials and experience, but our purpose, our reason for being, the cause that we have that's worth supporting. Because if we don't stand for something, if we don't have a cause that we're communicating to our target market, then our ideal clients don't resonate with anything else we're saying. We need to find the true believers. And they're the ideal clients, the clients who totally believe in our cause, the clients who are supporting what we have to do in the world, the clients who are on board with propelling us forward to achieve our mission. So if we do not have clarity around our purpose, if we're not really clear on our vision for the business, if we're not clear on what our mission is and are able to articulate that at a question from anybody, if we can't say, this is our mission, this is why we exist, this is what we're here to do, if we cannot convey that in a a concise sentence at the drop of a hat and we fumble over it, if we stumble over our words, if we have to think about that, then we lack alignment with our clients. We lack an alignment because they don't know what we stand for. And when they don't know what we stand for, there's a barrier between us and them. We have to remove the barriers to attract our ideal clients. There needs to be a a seamless process of attraction. When we put barriers in the way, then it stops the attraction. There's a hurdle that our ideal clients have to get over to get to us 
and vice versa, that hurdle is in the way of us getting to them as well. So the first point of attracting our ideal clients is to have clarity around our purpose, clarity about what we stand for and clarity in such a way that we can convey our mission to the world, our mission to our ideal clients, the the cause that they will automatically support. Now, when I say that, that means that there are going to be some in our potential market that are fully on board with our mission. They will be backing us and supporting us to the hilt because they're the true believers. They're the ones who understand what we have to say. And more than likely, because of that, they know that we understand them. On the other hand, there's another group of potential clients that probably don't get us. They probably wonder what we're trying to achieve. They're not even in the same ballpark as the cause that we're trying to achieve. And that's okay because we don't need everyone in our target market to be successful. What we do need is to align our purpose with our true believers, with our ideal clients in a narrow perspective. We need to have a real alignment with who we are and what we stand for and who our ideal clients are. So again, here, we need to be able to describe very clearly who our ideal clients are. We need to be able to know them when we pass them in the street. We need to be able to identify them when we look on LinkedIn. We need to be able to tell other people who we're looking for as an ideal client with so much clarity that they can't mistake them. So when we talk about who's our client and we answer with anyone who has a pulse, (laughs) who can pay our fees, who is this sort of business, we're probably missing the mark. And I say that with tongue in cheek because I know that those sort of answers, again, lack clarity around who our ideal clients are. We need to know exactly who will be attracted to us. There's a perfect alignment between who we are and what we stand for and who our clients are and what they need. What they stand for is in alignment with us. What they need is in alignment with our purpose. So we need to know who they are so that there's a real clarity in our communication. There's an intimacy in our communication. There's a a level of almost insider behavior. We're talking to people who we know will understand what we're talking about. But if we're talking to a board market, if our if our messaging is like so much of what I see on your websites, where it's generic, we're offering platitudes, we're offering things that people would automatically expect us to be able to do, those things don't attract our ideal clients. In fact, they, they're the, the, the type of 
messages that repel our potential clients because they just smack of a lack of purpose. They smack of, you know, we're in the business to make money and that's all we care about. That's what you're portraying when you're saying we'll do just about anything for anybody. You know, when your purpose is so broad and unaligned, you do not attract. You actually repel with platitudes, with generalities, with statements that are wide, wide sweeping because you're trying to scoop up as many opportunities as you can so that you can make money from the work that you do. That sort of purpose just pushes people away. It it really creates a a, a, a real almost a negative feeling in the market that here's a business we can't really trust. When the message is broad, unappealing, and generic, it portrays a lack of trust. When you cannot convey your purpose, when people cannot see that you have a purpose, a cause worth supporting, how can they trust you? They don't know what it is you stand for. Therefore, there's a barrier, another barrier in between who we are and who our clients are, and we're pushing them away by not being attractive. We are attractive when we know exactly who our clients are and what their biggest problems are. And that's that's the real reason to have that intimate understanding of our ideal clients because we want to know the challenges that they normally face. When we operate with a clear purpose to solve a specific problem for a concise or a smaller than the universal group of potential clients, when it's a narrow targeted selection of potential clients that we serve best, we know we serve them best because we really understand their problems and the challenges they face. And we have a solution for that that is unique because it is designed and customized for them as a group not customizing our services individually one by one for every broad-based client that we bring on, that is a recipe for inefficiency and low profits. And it actually defeats the purpose when you're trying to serve as many clients as possible to make money and the business model you create because of that is actually an unprofitable business model in that it leaves money on the table because of the inefficiencies and the challenges in that process itself. So counterintuitively, the more you target your focus on a specific target market that you can serve best because you can consistently provide them the same service as you provide to all of your clients because that particular service is, that service solves their specific problem, you can actually make much more profit because people are willing to pay you more 
for that unique service that you provide because none of your competitors are actually providing that unique service. So having that attraction because you are the only one, your firm is the only firm that offers the best solution to your clients. That is enormously attractive. Therefore, the final element of this whole process is to be clear in your offer, what it is that you offer your clients, and that is not your range of services. I'm sorry, but that just does not cut it. That does not attract clients. Clients are not interested in your services. Clients don't actually want your services. They don't want to pay for your services. I can't can't make this strongly enough. Clients do not want to pay for your services, but they are willing to pay over the odds for the solution that solves their biggest problem. So your offer is not about the services you provide. Your offer must be about the solution, the value that your clients achieve by working with you. Your offer is, if we do this, this is what you will receive. And that has to be enormously attractive so that your firm is attractive. When you can offer something that your clients automatically want, again, you lower resistance. You you lower the barriers. You obliterate the barriers between them and you when you are saying, here's what I offer and I know it's what you really, really want. If I can refer back to one of my favorite phrases that I've picked up from the old Spice Girls song, tell 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 me what you want, what you really, really want. That's what we have to understand about our clients. We, if, when we know what they really, really want, and we can offer them that, where's the resistance to that? That is enormously attractive when we know what our clients really, really want and we can tell them, this is what we're going to do for you, we will have people attracted to us in hordes. Now, when you look at that proposition, when you have alignment in those three elements, clarity around your purpose, clarity around your ideal client, your target market, your specific selected premium client that you serve best, And when you have alignment and clarity around the offer that you make to that specific group of target clients, your firm becomes enormously attractive and the challenges of marketing almost disappear. We don't have to try hard to do marketing, to do all those tactical things that we are trying to do to attract clients the things that are potentially repelling them because there's no alignment between our purpose, our target market, and our offer. When we have clarity and alignment around those three things, we automatically become so attractive to our ideal clients that they will be coming to us just like the people lining up outside the uh, Apple stores when they have a new product. That's what... I'm hoping that you would be aiming for, hoping that you can see the difference in 
what you're doing compared to who you're being. That is the secret to attracting your ideal clients to being an attractive firm that has no challenge around marketing when there's an alignment, there's a congruency between who you are and who your ideal clients are. So focus on that. Instead of looking at all the tactical things you can be doing to try to be attractive or to try to attract them, you know, it's not, you're not trying to be attractive when you're trying to attract them. When you are looking to be attractive and focusing on those things, you automatically attract them. That's the message that I want you to receive today. I sincerely hope that you can see the benefit of focusing on being more attractive to your target market than, first of all, going out and trying to do all the things to to drag them in. That's the difference here. So if you see that message, if you understand what I'm saying and you would like some help with that, and we can provide that in a number of ways, even just the basic um, initial talk together to put you on the right track might be enough for you. And I'm willing to start the ball rolling with that. And if that's all you need from me, that's great. I, you know, That's not um, a problem for me. If you walk away and take some advice and put it into action, I applaud you. If you do want to work with us beyond that, then we can have that discussion as well. So get in touch with me through my website, businessfightpath.com, or through um, a direct message on LinkedIn or Facebook. Let me know if you want more information um, or if you'd like to uh, have a a full-on initial conversation about your situation so we can focus on how you can be more attractive to your ideal clients and what you can do to increase your success in your firm. So that's it for the Accepted Authority podcast today. I hope you can see how focusing on being attractive to your ideal clients is much more effective than doing attraction mechanism, tactical activities. So I'll leave it there for today. My name's Greg Roworth. This is the Accepted Authority podcast. We'll see you all again next week.